Previously on Super Magical Force, Lan Elkadvandi Aragorn led Myrad along secret paths. She was never so relieved as when she set foot in the Snowdrift Inn. When she went upstairs, she found one door open and entered a room with a most wondrously perfumed bath. But then something happened she did not understand. She realized she was controlling the water with her very thoughts. Who are you? My name is Yennefer Le Fay, and you, my dear, are in my bath. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Fan fiction crossover spectacular. From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by M.J. Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two, Tales of Little Earth. Episode 23, 2.14, A Party of Four. Setting, Yennefer Le Fay's Room, The Snowdrift Inn, Icewind Dale, Little Earth. What? What just happened? Myrad asked. I was in the bath and... This is no ordinary bath. Yennefer said. It was infused with rare ingredients meant to bring out latent powers and produce visions. It is a nightly ritual I have, an attempt to restore the powers that were lost to me long ago. It has never worked well for me, but as fate would have it, you seem to have reaped the benefits of my labors. A power has been awakened in you. A power? But I don't have powers. No? Do you always clothe yourself with water that sends liquid fists out to do your bidding? It, it is said in my home, in the north, that once our people were waterbenders. But there has not been a waterbender born for generations. And you have never made anything strange happen with water? No. Well, yes. Once, when I was in great danger. Try to control the water now. Yennefer said. Myrad took a deep breath, and then it was like she could feel, really feel the water, as if it was an extension of herself. It seemed to rise and fall ever so minutely with her breath. She lifted her finger above the soap bubbles, and this small gesture caused the water to rise up like a candle flame to her fingertip. Good. You've taken your first step into a wetter world, Yennefer said. Now get the hell out of my room. Myrad and the warder stayed in the inn for two more days, and during that time she took six more baths. But on the second day, the warder's companion arrived, a witch named Moraine McGonagall, and with her was a tall, handsome, red-haired young man. Let me look at you, Mistress Moraine said. Yes, clear as day. You are a dual soul. A what? Myrad said. A dual soul, a being gifted with two or more powers and abilities. Later, when they were alone, Myrad told Moraine all she had experienced since being rescued. 
The witch said she would begin basic magical instruction with her immediately, although she could neither teach her the ways of barding nor of waterbending. Moraine saw that the years of her enslavement had not been kind to her. She was riddled with self-doubt and beliefs about her own lack of worth. Myrad could say very little of her time in Pelennor, and only recalled a handful of magical songs such as the rhyme of duo time and the sanctuary score. I'll never amount to anything, Myrad said when she admitted how little magic she recalled. Maybe you freed me, but I still feel as if I am a slave inside. I can't help but think about that terrible day and all the mistakes I've made since. Somehow it felt good to tell Moraine these dark thoughts. They seemed to break through the woman's stern facade and unlock something maternal. It had been a very long time since Myrad had known the concern of a caring woman, let alone one who understood magic. Maureen explained that Myrad did not need to accept such harmful thoughts about herself. She could replace them with more helpful ways of thinking. What kind of magic are you teaching her now? The warder asked. It's not magic. It's just a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Light, Rand said. Maybe we should go practice our swords in the stable yard, Lan. The following morning, the four departed. Myrad struggled to think better thoughts, but no matter how she tried, she still felt great doubt. Some moments, however, were better than others. She realized that she was, in fact, free, and she did like her companions. She was happy to be traveling with the warder whose coming had freed her, and the wise witch who was so understanding. The young man in their company wasn't so bad, even if he was a stubborn, wool-headed sheepherder who did nothing but kick stones, mutter about who his father was, and constantly tell everyone to burn him. He might have had some kind of verbal tick in which he repeatedly referred to blood and bloody ashes. It was not long before they came upon Yennefer Le Fay on the road. Be careful around her, Maureen whispered as they approached her. Why? Rand said. She seems nice enough. Yes, Myrad said. Lan seemed to like her. I noticed the two of you flirting the night we arrived. I was not flirting with her, Lan protested loudly. That's repulsive. It is true that once she tried to seduce me, but certain realities came to light. Um, unfortunately, I think she might be sort of my great-great-grand-stepmother or something. Blood and bloody ashes, Rand said. She barely looks older than me. Watch your language, Mr. Althor, Maureen said, or I'll take points from your house. Light, I don't even have a house. Production Notes I just love that McGonagall is teaching Myrad CBT. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a subject near and dear to my heart, and it brings me great pleasure to weave some of it into my creative writing. If you're interested in seeing more of my CBT content, look me up on Instagram under the handle mjmyello underscore writer underscore psychologist. Well, presumably Orthorimus Prime has had another child who Lan Elkad Van Diarcorn has descended from, as he does not seem to be descended from Prince Philip Snow, who died in the big war. This is discussed in episode 16, The Power. Also, someone told me they were surprised to find out there are scenes after the credits. Uh, I guess they weren't listening past the disclaimers, which is a little confusing, because most people tell me the disclaimers are the best part of this show. Well, there are scenes after the credits. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes.
It's usually a joke that's not all that important to the overall plot, but it adds a little bit of texture. In all seriousness, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who's listening to this. I really appreciate the support. I have to say making this podcast has been one of the most fun things I have done creatively. And every time I see the number of plays move up a bit, it's very exciting. It has been a challenge for me to figure out how to get the word out about this. So let me know if you have any suggestions. Also, feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you think. You can contact me through the form at supermagicforcewars.com. General Disclaimer. This is a work of fan fiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. The Pelennor series was created by Alison Crogan and published by Candlewick Press in the U.S. The Wheel of Time was created by Robert Jordan and is published by Tor Books in the U.S. Specific Disclaimer The Witcher was created by Andrzej Sapkowski. Avatar, The Last Airbender, was created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko and produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studios. Twilight was written by Stephanie Meyer and published by Little Brown and Company. Bard's Tale 3, Thief of Fate, was created by Interplay Productions. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Hayao Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. That night, as Myrad slept, she heard a wolf howl from far, far away. She looked up to the silver moon. Myrad. She heard a whisper. She sat up and found that there was a man standing over her. He was tall and had a slender build, but somehow he seemed to carry a great power within him. His skin was like marble. His eyes seemed to contain storms. My Bella, he said. Um, I think you're confusing me with someone else, she whispered. It means beautiful woman. Oh, well, thank you, but what are you doing? Just watching me sleep? That's a bit creepy, isn't it? Myrad, you are lovely above all creatures. I alone can know the song that is in your heart. You will come to me. Who are you? she asked. I am the Neverwinter Night King, the king beyond the wall, and there is an empty seat by my side. Come to me, Myrad, my Bella. Don't call me Bella. Super Super Magic Magic Force!